Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today on the podcast, I'm talking with Ann Parker. She is a fellow Iowa registered dietitian who I crossed paths with through our local district dietetic association. She started to volunteer her time as a secretary and treasurer. Anne is a very passionate dietitian about a lot of things, which is what makes her very unique. I appreciate her ability to enhance her dietitian life with a lot of other passions, such as being a teacher in her local church community and through a unique exercise class, which she shares more about in the podcast. I feel very honored to have had this conversation with her in person, and she is my first Anne on the podcast. Please enjoy my conversation with Anne. Well, and I appreciate you taking time. It's Sunday today in Iowa, and Anne's so great. This is, you're my first Anne, by the way. Oh, yeah. I think it's fun. I've not had another Anne, and I've been doing this for about two years. So oh, that's, that's exciting. Fun. Yeah. It's like a name. Did you, I, this is, I was weird about my name when I was growing up because I thought it was so boring because all my friends had such fun names. Mm-hmm. What Did you like your name when you were growing up? I, I never minded it, um, except mine. So, like, it seems like people of our age or generation spell it the way you do with an E. Yes. And mine's not. And so that always was, like, everyone would wrote, write my name with the E. And it was <laughs> just, just like, did that yeah, bug sorry. you when they wrote it that way? It didn't It didn't so much bug me until, like, you have your name in your email or whatever. Oh, sure. And then people would see it, like, in print or on Facebook. And they'd see it in print and still write it and with so an E. you're wrong, yeah. <laughs> but, but it was just... Yeah, just something different. And yeah, I don't feel like there's a lot of people with their name Anne. It's always a middle name Anne. Exactly. And that's where, like, I had, <laughs> when I was growing up, I had three friends. It was Jennifer, Joni, and Jamie. And then there was me. And I was okay. Anne. <laughs> so I was yep. like, I have such a lame name. Mom, why didn't you name me something cool? And yeah, but now I love it because it's just classic and yeah. it's simple. So thank you for being my first Anne on the podcast. No problem. <laughs> So I want to talk to you about your journey to being a dietitian and kind of tell, take me back to when you thought you might want to be a dietitian. When did you find out that there was such a thing? I found out in high school. Um, I A little bit further back, I in like middle school, junior high, when, you know, you were first introduced to like careers or like jobs that or roles you might want to be when you're an adult. Um, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. And then I got into high school and I liked writing and I took a journalism class and I liked journalism. Um, but I didn't know exactly that I like I wanted to be either one of those necessarily. Um, and I was a pretty overweight kid that struggled with, um, with weight and with health. And so um, my mom, that's a nurse, she actually told me about a, the profession of dietetics. She's like, yeah, there's dietitians that work in hospitals and help people with their eating and their exercise. And I thought that would be really cool to learn more about because at that time I was interested more so in that, like um, in cooking and in healthier foods and that kind of thing. So I went to one of Iowa State's uh, um career days or whatever mm-hmm. or department days with their food science and human nutrition department and I just really loved the campus and I loved the program and so and then I did um, shadow a dietitian before I went to college at um, a clinic in Waterloo where I grew up and um, I just really liked it and so was I was a clinic like outpatient or yeah it was I think it was an outpatient clinic that focused a lot on diabetes at least that's what their dietitian did because Um, I saw her do like a group diabetes, uh, education day, um, which was really, really neat. That would be neat. Yeah. I didn't even know. That's so funny because I didn't even know like there was like open houses for schools. Like I didn't know like you could go in and they had these kind of things. So I think that's interesting that you got to experience an open house of a college. Yeah. I think it was, I'm thinking it was probably one of the first ones that they kind of did our group was pretty small it wasn't like it was 
you know, there are tours now that are huge. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's probably tough. Well, and I, I think Iowa State more and more is becoming one of those nationally recognized schools for dietetics. Do you kind of feel that way too? I think so. Yeah. Because when I went to my internship, I know I had a couple comments from like the faculty and stuff that were saying, well, yeah, Iowa State is a great program, and they knew like the internship director. Oh, sure. That worked there. and Okay. Yeah. So you decided then that you were in, you were ready to go. What kind of stuff were you in high school when you were kind of like, oh, yeah, this is, I'm going to go to school for this? Yeah, I think I did that um, tour, that department day, like the spring of my junior year. And then I kind of was pretty much decided my senior year. And I, I applied to Iowa State, and I might have applied to a couple other schools, but Again, not a lot of schools have the dietetic program, so I didn't apply to very many because I kind of knew I wanted Iowa State and mm -hmm. I kind of and I knew I wanted dietetics, so it kind of cut out a lot of options. Sure, just sure. cuz they don't have dietetics program, so when you were at school, did you feel did you waver at all or did you feel like yes, this is exactly what I thought or did you think about changing your major? I don't think I thought about changing too much um the first semester or a couple semesters was hard though because it was all your general chemistry and biology where Those are so horrible <laughs> yeah and you're grouped in with people of all other majors and so you could have someone that is a chemistry major in your chem class and so that's what they probably the teachers probably teach to um and so I didn't really like some of those classes and I didn't necessarily do great in those, but my nutrition classes I did. So I still felt like, okay, this is still the right fit. Um, I thought a couple times about adding, um, adding something to it, like having a double major. I ended up with a minor in psychology. Um, and if, if anything, I kind of wish I would have maybe double majored. Um, I really liked and you use psychology in dietetics. You Oh my gosh, so much. Yeah. I mean, you have to kind of know people's backgrounds or, you know, see what their motivation is. Um, so I feel like you use a lot of that social psychology. I also thought about adding genetics at one point, and I remember hmm. uh, attending something. I don't remember what it was. It might have been an info session about genetics as a major, and I just knew it was going to be way... <laughs> way over my head in science and math like even though that's very heavy in dietetics as well it was like that was the like next, next level level of science and math yeah and I'm like eh, I don't think I want to do that I think it's very neat though that you did do the psychology aspect even though it was a minor I think it was still a great I think no matter what you can't go wrong right with having that with a dietetics degree I think so too or in any field right because right. if you, you deal with that. humans I mean humans are so complex so yep. if you're going to be even like you I mean ultimately you're a teacher too so you were kind of on that same path in right. your mind so I feel like you still have to deal with that psychology of any human at any age I think so too yeah but you still kind of teach yeah yeah a little bit yeah just a little <laughs> yeah <laughs> I definitely have used that in uh in the different jobs I've had so <laughs> I kind of feel like there should be for us that didn't do that in college I wish there was like a program that would be like a certificate program for like the psychology of humor interaction or just, yeah just to kind of refresh all of our brains a little bit more there's so many like certificate classes out there I think that would be a really good one for diet dietitians I think so too especially with it there being so many like eating disorders and that kind of focus now that you do need to understand psychological aspects before you counsel a client with that. Absolutely. But I'd probably counsel myself a little bit better too someday. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So went, you went to Iowa State then, you completed your undergrad, and did you do your internship there or did you do that somewhere else? I did my internship uh, through Western Carolina University. Um, which was in like the, the Smoky Mountains in North Carolina. Um, and it was, yeah. Was that really neat? It was really neat. I, I kind of, I picked that one. Um, I applied obviously to several because of the internship process and everything sure. and how competitive it is. But um, that one was actually my number one choice. Um, 
and it was because it was supposed to be focused pretty much on like community engagement and community nutrition which it was like I got to do a lot of different um projects that relate that affected the community I lived in while my internship was going on and um so I really enjoyed it and it was a 10-month program but all the credits that you took classes along the way um all those credits went toward your master's oh nice. so I was able to finish my master's um let's see after the 10-month internship I finished after two semesters after that so I so finished kind of another year almost yeah. Yep. Lo- that's lovely. It was. <laughs> it was really nice to to have that done, and I could do it online at home, the oh. remaining por- part. Um, so I actually moved back to Iowa, started my job, and did my online classes at home. Oh, my God. And that was through the same university yep. that you did your internship with. That's amazing. So yeah. what's your master's in then? Um, master's of health science. Okay. And focused in nutrition okay. is there is how uh, they yep. how they title it. Yep. <laughs> so you actually were you came back to Iowa. Did you always have the intention to come back to Iowa to work or um I I was kind of thinking I'd have to move on from there. Um and toward the end of my internship I was thinking, you know, it'd be really easy to come back to Iowa, take my um my test and then either work in Iowa or work in the Midwest. I think I always had in my mind I was going to go back to working in the Midwest, um, if not just in Iowa. Um, I did have, I was thinking about applying to an AmeriCorps position while I was down there that focused on like food and nutrition and would have been in in the same region where I was doing my internship. Um, But at that point, after having uh, been through a year-long or 10-month-long internship without pay. I just couldn't do that for another year or two. Sure. Because AmeriCorps, be, you don't get... You, you get, like, get, a stipend You get a that? stipend. Okay. And so it would have been... Um, it, And it was kind of a position where their stipend is about the same as... Um, what people that you would be serving would be making so it was geared toward more low income and so the stipend was kind of i mean it was fairly low um not necessarily a a livable wage if you're also paying your student loans sure it's Um, always those student loans (laughs) yeah so i um decided to come back to iowa i came back to waterloo for like a month or two took my dietitian exam and then i um uh, started working for WIC in Des Moines. So I had like a month between getting done with my internship and moving to Des Moines about, yeah, I think it was just about a month. Um, it went by really fast, I'm sure. It did. <laughs> I spent most of it studying for the exam. The exam mm-hmm. So <laughs> It's amazing how we can multitask so many crazy things, like from our internship, through taking the test, through applying for jobs, through mm-hmm. doing your grad school. I mean, it's and then you're mm-hmm. like, how did I do all that? <laughs> I know. I don't think I did much when I came home from working from at WIC to doing my classwork online. I think most... Yeah, most weeknights were that. <laughs> so, that was it. So was WIC always something that you kind of were interested in since you like that community aspect? Yeah, I was. Um, I definitely still feel like a, um, a kind of a passion for, for WIC and for that population. Um, uh, I think that was kind of the route I was looking toward. I, did, I didn't really know. I thought WIC or like outpatient nutrition counseling although a lot of those jobs they kind of want you to have inpatient clinical experience um but i i definitely thought i wanted something a little more community and so when the wick job opened up in des moines i thought well that's perfect that's like two hours from where my parents live it's a bigger city which i kind of wanted at that point um because my internship was in kind of a smaller area a more rural area of north carolina so I wanted to go somewhere more, uh, more city, more um, urban, more urban. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so that position opened up and I got to come back and interview for it. And, um, and I was offered it not too long after I interviewed. So it was a really good, a really good workplace. And I have, 
I still have excellent relationships with um, my coworkers that I got to work with there. It was a really good first job. Do you, when I think about WIC, I always, I think in the past, WIC always kind of had this, I don't know if it was like, uh, you know, no one wants to work at WIC. And mm-hmm. I, would, I think WIC is one of those jobs that kind of gets shuffled to the side sometimes because it is such a valuable resource mm-hmm. for for the community, for every community and for the United States. Yeah. And were you the only dietitian at your WIC then? No. Um, and there's definitely some offices that would be like that, that don't, because you can be like a nurse, you could just have a nutrition mm-hmm. other nutrition degree other than dietetics to work with WIC Um, but our office definitely preferred to have nurses or registered dietitians working so there were gosh of the 12 or so of us that were staffed I would say there were only two or three nurses so the rest of us were all dietitians that's great yeah because it's kind of it can kind of be either or like they could be all nurses or it could just be all dietitians which I think is interesting yeah it definitely definitely was and I think I mean we we had a very good education and counseling in the WIC clinic I worked at so um I don't know how people do it if they're not like a dietitian or a nurse that have that extensive background um to, to be educate. able to yeah and to be able to look at some of the clinical aspects of it like um hemoglobin or their height and weight and be able to talk about that with people so about really, their kids <laughs> right right because I think it really you have to again that say like that psychology of humans and like mm-hmm. having that discussion but still having to have that clinical yeah. background to understand how to interpret data to a relatable way yeah for people to understand it yeah it's a great place to get like I think that counseling skill oh yeah because that's what you're doing that's you all the time. eight hours a day <laughs> yep <laughs> what was your favorite thing about WIC um gosh I really loved the the dietitians I worked with um and probably honestly I enjoyed learning more about breastfeeding because WIC does support and encourage that and that is not something that we got in dietetics education in college I mean I think there was one class that might have had a chapter on <laughs> breastfeeding. Otherwise, I didn't know anything about it. I don't have kids. And so um, it's not something that was really on my radar until I worked for WIC. Um, and I really I really liked learning about it and learning how it benefits, like, the mother and the baby. And we had the opportunity to go to, like, a three-day, um, I think it was, was it three-day or five-day um, breastfeeding uh education for all of us to be able to go to which was really neat and they have like breastfeeding uh conference every year that they send WIC uh dietitians to so that was very um something that you definitely don't get in probably other no. dietetics jobs no that I, I think really that's liked. really neat because yeah. so you probably could ultimately become a lactation consultant at some point yeah and we had one um a dietitian that was also a lactation consultant that worked in our clinic so um, and she was always very knowledgeable and more more than willing to to talk to us if we had questions or pass along a client that maybe is beyond our skill set mm-hmm. that would need more breastfeeding info from her. I so. think that's it. That's a good. That's an. I think that's another new up and coming kind of area of dietetics too. I think that. You know, when I was back in school, that breastfeeding wasn't really talked about as like a huge, I mean, it was a benefit, but it wasn't like, oh yeah, you should be promoting this. And yeah, I think now it's even more just, again, the best way to feed your baby. And again, yeah. that education component is so important. So, and I think there's so many breastfeeding, like even if you're not in WIC, there's so many breastfeeding mothers or women that want to breastfeed that might talk to a dietitian about mm-hmm. it, like, and they kind of expect you to know something. Right. So right. I think no matter what field you're in, it's a good thing to at least know a good base. Or know base where to from. refer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because even like working in the grocery store, I, we always get questions about like, what's the best foods to help, you know, produce more milk yep. and things like that. And I, of course, had to do some research because yep. that's not something I learned a lot about. So yep. I think that's a really, I think that's a great kind of feel to go or at least expand your knowledge in a little bit more yeah so how long did you stay at WIC before you 
kept moving along. I was there for two and a half years. So from June 2015 to December 2017. Okay. So pretty recent change. Yep. And where where did your next adventure take you? Yep. So I work for ISU Extension and Outreach now. I'm a nutrition and wellness specialist. So um, it's always interesting to explain to people what that role is. (laughs) Because when you say ISU, they think, oh, so you work at the university then um but i actually work in uh 12 different counties um in central western iowa um and so i go out and i do different nutritional um programs or classes in those counties um uh, related normally to like food safety or um or childhood nutrition um or food preservation that kind of thing so i'm on the road a lot are you and <laughs> i was just complaining about driving <laughs> i was just telling her i didn't want to drive this this coming week so you you travel all the time so western so 12 counties so how many are you on the road every day of the week or i have a base office um that's closer to uh closer to Des Moines um, in Jefferson, Iowa. It's still about an hour. And so that's where I do most of my work. Um, But then if I do have classes in other counties, it's kind of I schedule it to my schedule. So um, I can I normally will go work in one of those counties the day I have a program or a class there because I don't it sometimes it's out of the way to like go to my office and then go there. Sure. but yeah, I could, I probably on average have six or eight other counties I go to throughout a month, I would say. But you get to set your own schedule. So yes. you kind of, do you have parameters of you need to teach this class sometime this month, so you schedule it however you want, or how does that work for you? Yeah, so there's um, certain parameters that like ISU Extension Outreach has that we um like provide a serve safe which is a required food safety um, course for people that are in food service so that has to be offered pretty often to get people to meet that um, that state license requirement um, but for other stuff I can kind of schedule it to my own um, uh, to my own need or to my personal Wait. schedule or whatever sure. um, but I have learned in this last this first year that I've been in this job like to give yourself some balance and to give yourself some some structure or limits. So there's like certain days that work best for programming in other counties or for um uh for days that I know that are going to be night programs or classes. Um and there's certain nights that I don't really want to go out and be traveling somewhere else two hours away um so I do kind of set there's certain days that I'll do a night class or program and I just am upfront with people about that and say you know these are my days I have to offer if I'm traveling at night and um so you just kind of have to give yourself some some balance and some uh, structure there so that you're not on the road every single day oh my gosh <laughs> I couldn't imagine I think that's hard don't you think that's hard when you first kind of start a job that does require you to work hours evenings and mm-hmm. different days to not say yes to everything and figure out how it's going to work for you right and you do want to I mean it is hard when you're new and you want to do a good job um but yeah you can you can say no you know or you can say okay maybe not this month but could we do it the next month or something um when I have more time in the schedule um but yeah, it is. It's definitely something I learned this first year because I definitely had one month where I had probably overscheduled myself a little bit. But um, but it is nice. I I won't say um, anything bad about it because it's nice that I can set my schedule. Sure. As opposed to being, you know, you have to work these nights and these weekends. Um, I I really en- I'm glad that I can set that. Sure. Don't have to trade with other people or anything. So. Well, and you have to get to know your communities, too. Mm-hmm. And that's probably a whole another animal in itself because you didn't, you weren't born there. You didn't live there. You don't really know what it's like. Yeah, it's definitely different because I don't even, I mean, I don't live in the counties that I serve either. So um, it's, it is a challenge to, to get to know and um, all those, you know, 12 counties. But um, 
it's it's eye-opening because I didn't realize having grown up in Waterloo, which is kind of, I mean, it's a city in Iowa, I would say, um, and then living in Des Moines, how like urban or or city minded I am kind of <laughs> so it's like you know you know there's some towns where okay if I need something there's like you know this Casey's or you know these this is where people shop in this county because that's where there's that what they have access to they might not have they might not have a Hy-Vee in the town that they're in but mm-hmm. they might have a a Casey's or they might only have one grocery store or only one shopping store and uh, might have to travel to another county for for a lot of things so that's just something i i didn't quite realize or until i started to get to know those counties you're like driving through the town you're like oh that was it (laughs) that's all that's there yeah but it is i mean the people are great too and i definitely can see how um i guess i I get to know people more and get to know, oh, this this town or this county does have a dietitian in this area or um, those resources that I didn't know existed in the rural Iowa also. that's That's been a good thing to learn. And you're, and I'm sure you're still, like, I feel like don't, this is probably, you're the expert in this, but I feel like extension is something that it just, you don't just learn in a year. Like, it's something that you right. learn in years to come because it is so, you're in so many different places, you're dealing with so many different people that mm-hmm. you just, it's one of those kind of, give it like two or three years to kind of really get your groove kind of thing. Do you I feel think that so. way? Yeah. I think I'll learn more even this year, like I did this past this first year. Um, I think I'll, I think I'll probably learn by next December, January. I'll have a whole new list of things I could, <laughs> I could n- tell you that I learned or tell you that I um, experienced. So, so year one is learn how to set boundaries, mm-hmm. yep, <laughs> and get to know your communities, yep, where I wasn't didn't live or didn't yeah wasn't raised in, and and have a really good planner to mm-hmm. schedule. Get a really good secretary, yeah, or tell your secretary what you want, yep, <laughs> which yep. is yourself, yep. Was extension always on your radar as wanting to go into community? Actually, it was as well. So, um, WIC, I I learned about in high school. Um, I don't even remember where I learned about it at, but it was one of those areas that employed dietitians. And I thought, oh, working with mothers and babies and and that kind of stuff, I thought was really, um, really interesting. Um, I didn't know if I'd like working in it for a long time. but I thought, oh, that was, you know, it's a really great opportunity to reach uh, kids when they're little and they have, their minds are just so open to be, you know, molded and they can, um, they just are learning so much when they're little. Um, and then extension, I got to be familiar with in college. And I actually worked part time for um, one of the extension specialists on campus at ISU. Um, so that's kind of how I got my extension experience and I was uh, like an undergraduate assistant and I got to um, do nutrition short nutrition programs with older adults that focused on kind of healthy aging Um, and so I spent one summer actually and it was kind of somewhat like what I do now I got to schedule when I went to what place but I um, went to different senior centers or senior housing and story county and i would go do these like 30 minute nutrition um programs for people in like having a meal at the senior center or um, people that lived in the senior housing and so that was uh kind of my first foot in the door with extension and like familiar experience with it and i thought oh this would actually be something i wouldn't mind doing like as as a grown-up dietitian. As a grown-up. When you grow up. <laughs> as a grown-up. <laughs> when I think of extension, I feel like, and maybe you can speak to this too, is it hard to get a job in extension? I feel like people stay in their jobs for because they love their jobs. Mm-hmm. And that dietitians usually stay in their job for a very long time with an extension. So if you had to speak to a dietitian that was thinking about pursuing an extension position, do you think it's a hard thing to get? 
Um, so I think there are definitely people that stay in it for a long time. You know, maybe it's their first job and they stay in it their whole career. Because um, we obviously, we do have those people. People that are having their 25, 30, 35, 40 year um, awards that they're getting because they've, yes. you know, spent so much of their life working for extension. Um, but after myself, there were two other nutrition and wellness, new nutrition and wellness specialists uh, that came to join our team in the last year as well. So um, I think it just depends on where people are at in their life and um, maybe and what state you're in. I feel like yeah. Iowa has a really strong extension program. Yeah. And I think, you know, I had a friend from my internship that worked in extension in another state and she um, it was her first job, but I think she only stayed maybe a year or two um, and moved on to something different. So, yeah, I think it just depends on where people are in their lives. And, you know, with dietitians, a lot of times they might have a spouse that gets a job somewhere else, so they move. And so it just depends. Um, but I think it's definitely a, one of those jobs that has a lot of longevity to it. Do you have... Um opportunity for growth within your job so like saying if you want to go maybe specialize in something that you're really interested in and you want to offer programming in a certain thing does extension offer that as do they want you to grow do they want you to specialize do they want to support you yes um professional development is a big thing with extension um and every uh year we have like a part of our uh, annual employee review that talks about short and long-term goals and where you want to be professionally in one year, where you want to be professionally in five or more years. Um, so they definitely do. And they do provide um, uh, the resources to allow us to go to professional development things like Good. to FENCI or to um, the Iowa Academy's annual meeting. Um you know, they allow their employees to submit a professional development request and then um, they pay your, your day or whatever that you're there and they pay for your registration. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's really good because not not everywhere is a dietitian. Do you get that? No. And that's I think that's so important for for your employer to help support mm -hmm. just professional development. Yeah, because you're right. There's like some employers that. Eh, whatever. That's yeah. on your own time. That's on your own dollar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And as a person that has, you know, student loans and <laughs> right. just got married and that kind of stuff, that does kind of factor into it mm -hmm. when you choose a job. Yeah. You kind of have to. That actually did weigh heavily for me when I was choosing to switch jobs was that there is um, such great professional development um, opportunities. And and I have put on mine, like on my annual review, kind of what areas I'd like to grow in um, so I can choose my professional development opportunities that fit that um, in the next year, which is also something I'm, you know, thinking about like, oh, what, what opportunities do I want to do this next year that would help? So that's great. Yeah. And that's great that it can be so personalized for you, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure not you... And, and I know, like, Extension has certain programs that they do offer, like, just Surf Save. But I'm sure, like, mm -hmm. Surf Save isn't, like, the end-all be-all for you. Like, there's so many other things that you want to do. Right. And I think there's always something um, something next or something more that Extension wants to reach people in. So um, what I have heard is, like, things can change, you know. And the program that you're working on or the class or what you provide at this point could totally change and be something else in five years that makes up more of your job so um that's it just depends yeah. yeah that's fun yeah I like jobs that change kind of change with like how the world's changing or the mm -hmm. trends that are changing too yeah it's a good thing that's a so. good place to be then too yeah <laughs> yeah I love the variety that's good and how do you like to travel is that okay for you or is that difficult some days I have done a lot of reading, or not reading in the car, but listening to listening. audiobooks, <laughs> because 
sometimes like I can stay awake with the radio, but then sometimes I have to have something more keeping sure. my mind going than just a song. So um, that's what I do a lot of in the car is listening, listening to audiobooks or listening to your podcast. Um, so I, yeah, I listen to a lot of things on my car rides. Thank goodness <laughs> for that stuff, right? Because yeah. that would be, I remember, you know, back in the day when there was only like the little push button for your radio mm -hmm. and now there's just so many ways to kind of entertain yourself <laughs> yep yep and I don't mind driving because I did drive quite a bit in my internship like did I said you? I was kind of in a rural part of North Carolina so to get to some of my internship sites I would drive around and a, a few of them were right close to me but a few of them were a little further out so I don't mind driving too much that's good yeah that's good you have to when you have that many how far west in Iowa do you go um so my counties that are furthest west include um Shelby County um let's see Cherokee County is my probably my furthest county northwest um so those are kind of some of the kind of provide you a border let's see Cherokee um Ida County sure Shelby County Audubon Shelby County. County that's where I grew up so. oh really yeah yeah, yep. little small town in Shelby County, Panama. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've not been there, but <laughs> well, you're not missing much. So, <laughs> but, but it's funny that that's so close to like, I mean, that's much closer to like Council Bluffs Absolutely. and Omaha than it is to Des Moines. Oh yeah, that's where. Yeah. I mean, that's we drive 45 minutes to Omaha and get groceries and things like that. So it wasn't that big a deal, right? Then didn't ever come to Des Moines because that was you know an hour and 40 minutes. So that was so right. much farther. <laughs> Right, and that's just something I didn't think of. I'm like, oh, they probably come to Des Moines, but it's like, oh no, Omaha's right there. Like a lot of people in that corner of the state would mm -hmm. much more so go to Omaha. Yeah, interesting. Well, yeah. it's good to know that you're in little Shelby County, Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> so I also know outside of your job, you there's lots of other things that you enjoy, and I know that you're into a certain kind of fitness thing. So I want mm -hmm. you to tell me about that because I'm very curious because I've never done it before, but I'm going to have to. So tell me more about that passion of yours yes so I love group fitness classes I, um, I'm that kind of person I like to go to different classes and um, I really like Zumba because it's like even people that are not dancers or don't really have rhythm <laughs> are still welcome um, you just do what you can do <laughs> so for me it's not a lot but um, but I love going to Zumba because it's just a fun um it's so fun. It's so fun. And it's like, so full of energy. Yeah. And you get and so you many different types of people in there. Right. Right. Um, and that, anyway, so um, I teach a couple fitness classes. I don't teach Zumba, but I teach Pound, which is a, like, rhythmic cardio class. And it's inspired by playing the drums. So you, um, you get these uh, weighted sticks, and you basically... Um, I do this choreography to different songs. You pound on the ground in front of you. Sometimes you're lunging. Sometimes you're squatting. Huh. Um, and it's like this, I mean, it's very cardio class. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's also kind of rhythmic. So people that like Zumba would really like, I think people that like Zumba would really like Pound. Because you get like that, that kind of popular music to it. Um, and you get to, you know, kind of move to the rhythm of music, but with, pounding drumsticks so basically. interesting how did you get into that um so the gym that i was going to when i lived in west des moines um actually had that offered that class and um i was talking to the instructor and i was like you know i'd love to to learn to teach that class and it just so happened that like a month or two later in urbandale there was a training for instructors to be trained to do that class huh. So, and you didn't need like um, any prerequisites or anything. Like you didn't need to already be a personal group trainer. Fitness. Yeah. 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 So um, I just signed up and I took that. It was like a full day on a Sunday class um, to be able to teach it. And um, since my gym was already offering it, I got to kind of sub here and there for the um, instructor that was at that gym. Um, and so then it just kind of, well, unfortunately, that gym closed. Oh, shoot. Kind of out of the blue. But um, I still teach various other, at various other gyms in the Des Moines area. Um, Where do you find time to do that? <laughs> I have to make some time, mostly weekends. Cause weekends, yeah. when I travel at night for my job, it doesn't happen during the week. Sure. But, um, I 
yeah, normally on a Saturday or Sunday, I decide, you know what, I need like this half hour to just learn a couple songs for my class mm -hmm. and practice the ones that I am going to do the next, well, oftentimes it's the next day because <laughs> Monday nights seem to be the nights that um, pound happens in Des Moines. So um, I do have a regular Monday night pound class at the Altoona campus. Oh, very um, good. And that's, it's really fun. It's a really fun group there. And um so, so yeah. your secretary has managed to keep that day open for yes. for that. Well, that's good. Yep. <laughs> Since it's something that you enjoy, I think it's so important to to make those things happen yeah. outside of dietitian land because I think we yes. can get so wrapped up in being a dietitian that we need those other outlets. Yeah, and I think you know a lot of people. You know, we as dietitians talk about exercise too a little bit, and um, I think a lot of people get overwhelmed by exercise. Oh yeah, <laughs> and gym memberships, like they go to the gym, and I don't know how to use all the like machines at the no. gym. <laughs> I'm afraid one's gonna fall on me and crush me, <laughs> right? <laughs> and nor do I want to really go and use all of those things. But that appeals to some people, but to a lot of people, it doesn't. Um, so I really like. I really like Pound because it's something that's just fun for me to do. It doesn't feel like work or exercise or when I go to teach that class, it doesn't feel like, oh, I have to go work out for an hour mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, it's just fun. And I think that as dietitians, we could, you know, encourage people to go do stuff that's fun for them. Like you can't, if you're going to go do something that you don't like and is not fun, you're not going to continue to no, do it. No, you're going to stop after like a month. It's mm -hmm. just like New Year's resolutions that they don't mm -hmm. last at all, ever. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that you, and that, you know, even for yourself, you know that you need to do, you, it's, it gives you an outlet to be creative mm -hmm. and you get to spend time like choreographing mm -hmm. your own classes and doing what brings you joy too which is yeah. a good part of making you a well-rounded dietitian too yeah yeah I really enjoy it that's fun and that's it is fun. you're right it's a creative outlet like, absolutely because I couldn't sit there and come up with a class I'd be like okay <laughs> here's a song now what do we do so I feel like you have to have some awesome creative part of you that comes out when you get to do and create that class yeah and a lot of the choreography is already like there for you but you can choose you know which songs you want to do and learn that and teach it and there are so many you know there are so many teaching styles out there among uh fitness instructors but also among pound too because i've been to other people's pound classes that are even if it's the same song same choreography you know it's taught a little different mm -hmm. depending on the person so and energy. Mm -hmm. I think energy is such a big thing, too. It's just kind of like being a dietitian, too. Like, yeah. everybody does teach things a different way. Your energy is a different way. So you can still learn something from anybody. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's really fun. I see you post stuff about that sometimes. I'm always like, oh, I'm really interested. So someday, maybe I can make one of your classes. Yes, definitely come. <laughs> I also teach it at my church um, just... It just started, like, every other Saturday morning. Oh, um, So it's, like, offered for free through the church. Like, it, you don't have to have... You don't have to be someone that goes to that church or a member or whatever. You don't have to pay to go to it. It's just uh, there for you to take part in, so... We'll have to send me that schedule, because that's yes. a little bit closer to me that I could... Yes. And probably work with my schedule a little bit yep. more, so I'll have to... I'll report back. Yes. We'll have to do another... Like you said, in, like, two years, when we talk about your job again, yep. what's happening and what's new, and if I've taken a pound class, so There you we'll go. <laughs> I'll get you the information. <laughs> we'll document... We'll document it. I don't have a lot of rhythm, but <laughs> I, I'm willing to try anything once. Awesome. <laughs> Is there anything else that you kind of want to share with my listeners about you know just being a dietitian and carrying out your passions and what you've learned so far along your journey I think I don't I think don't close your mind off to certain paths like I have to say I I was very set on community and that is kind of where I've ended up but um you know, I think I think certain aspects of clinical or food service would also be enjoyable. Um, and I, what I learned about myself in my internship, um, a, like a couple of the other interns kind of said, you know, 
you would make a really good food service dietitian because we had projects related to that and that we presented to each other and um it's just not a route i've gone but not to say i wouldn't ever go into that area um but i think a lot of people when they think of dietitians they think right of clinical like and that's the where you're gonna go and that's mm-hmm. the job you're gonna have um but i think that there's so many other paths too that people don't think about or like what you're doing like who thinks that a dietitian would have a podcast <laughs> where you talk to other dietitians or chefs or whatever? So I think having a more open mind would be something that young dietitians or or interns or students should really think about, like just making sure you don't close off your mind too much right at the beginning, um, because I think that's where people then get in ruts and get unhappy and and then stop doing it. And I'm just saying, I don't want to be a dietitian anymore. Right. Yeah. I think that's a very good, it's a very good advice. Because I think we, I think we can all tend to come out of an internship or come out of a first job and be like, I'm never doing any of this and this is it. And that's not good either. Because like you said, new opportunities come up all the time and things change and evolve. And so what Mm -hmm. you were, you know, two years ago can be something different in two years. So very good advice, my dear. Yeah. (laughs) And I think too, if you can find like... Well, like you're saying, if you can find something outside of your job, too, that is fulfilling, like, this is kind of outside of your regular Mm -hmm. job and teaching fitness classes is, like, just make it more meaningful for you, too. Yes. Like, find other stuff that gives you meaning other than just the day day job or whatever. The daily grind. Yeah. Yeah, That's true, though, because I think that that just makes you an overall better person. Yeah. And happier. Yeah. You have to have those things that make you happy, too. And hopefully your job makes you happy. But. Right. It's not going to make, it's not going to give you all the happiness in the world. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) When you're half falling asleep driving on the road. (laughs) Listening to another book. Yeah. (laughs) I should come to you with book, you should give me book recommendations. Oh, yes. You could, you probably have, you should start a list. Find me on Goodreads. <laughs> you pr- yeah, you probably have them all on there, don't you? That you. I think I have every. I I did not know about Goodreads until like a year ago, and so I think I've, I think I've got everything I read like in the last year on there, and maybe some other stuff too. But, <laughs> but yeah. See, I like getting book recommendations too. So if you have any, if I have any, I'm not really a book person. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying in my old age, but I enjoy reading, but I think maybe I would like it better on audio. Like, I think that would be more my jam. I think it's hard when you're, like, you are a busy person. I think sitting down to read, I mean, I don't sometimes get sat down to read a chapter and actually read that whole chapter Mm -hmm. because there's just not enough time. I would fall asleep probably, too. I'd be that person. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, you've answered, like, all the easy questions. All right. Now you have to answer the hard questions. Okay. So tell me about some of your favorite foods that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. That list could be very long. (laughs) Um, I really like uh, all the stuff that people want to say is bad for you, like pizza. I don't know. Um, I think pizza is good for you. Right? You can have <laughs> veggies on your pizza. Right. It has um, all the food groups. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like ice cream, as evidenced by last night at like 8 o'clock, and yesterday was, you know, snowing all day, and I wanted some dessert, so got in the car and went and got ice cream from you went out the snow to get ice cream i yes. love it <laughs> so i really like ice cream blue bunny you know iowa Good iowa ice cream absolutely yep <laughs> um that is dedication my friend yes i would well i was like you know nothing else is gonna satisfy this this craving don't you think there's something about when it snows like i think people i think you crave different foods when it snows yeah do you think that i think so i do too I, I really think there is something to that, like ice cream and pizza mm-hmm. and just, like, fun, yum food. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I agree. I also really love cheese. And I, so I was pulled aside to uh, do one of the dietitian spotlights for I and for the yes. Iowa Academy. And I didn't know at all what questions he was going to ask. And so when the, he asked something like, what's your food pleasure? And I'm like, cheese. <laughs> And I think I said it with a really weird look on my face, but I'm like, cheese, duh. That's it. <laughs> you can't go wrong with cheese. No, you can't. I love cheese. <laughs> Do you have beverages or a beverage that you enjoy? 
I really like coffee. You probably need a ton of it for your drives. Yeah, I. <laughs> she has a Keurig like hooked up in her car. Um, yeah, the <laughs> the traveling has definitely increased my coffee intake. Um, yeah, so that's and that's not something I always liked. I didn't drink a ton of that in college, but as an adult, I do. You transitioned, um, yeah, and I like the flavored coffees too. Like, what's your favorite flavor? Right now, it's flavor called stocking stuffer from mm. um Verena street coffee that's out of dubuque interesting yeah it's very good it's like a chocolatey mint kind of oh that sounds amazing it's so good and it's you like, get like peppermint creamer to go with it it's awesome <laughs> it's like a double whammy great like a, combo yeah it's really good <laughs> uh what's your favorite color purple purple yeah. is that your wedding colors yep yes that's that a was color. That was like the only bright color. People kept asking me, like, what's your accent color? I'm like, our colors are like purple and gray, purple and silver, <laughs> purple and white, purple and it's just purple. Purple. Purple's the color. <laughs> yep. It's the color. Uh, do you have a favorite scent or a smell? Mm. Besides coffee and chocolate and mint I know. and pizza. <laughs> the smell of coffee is just so good. It is. It smells better than it tastes, I think. Yeah. It's just that smell is so good. Because some people like smelling coffee, but they don't like drinking drink it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I, there's, I really like the scent. There's this sandalwood body wash that mm-hmm. I have that I just really like that scent a lot. Okay. It's like kind of woodsy, but still kind of, um, I don't know, not flowery, but... Has a sweetness to it, but not like super overbearing. Right. Yeah. That's, I wouldn't, I don't like stuff that's super sweet. Yeah. It has to have a little bit of an edge to it. So yeah. it kind of sounds like that helps. Yeah. It's just kind of fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they never discontinue it. I know, right? Because it always happens. You find something you like and they discontinue it. Uh, what brings you joy in life? A good belly laugh with friends or family. Like when you're just having a conversation and then, someone says something funny or it just having that good laughter really brings me joy as well as you know the creative stuff like um fitness classes that always brings I always have a smile on my face after those too that's awesome yeah well thank you so much for spending time with me today thank you I'm glad to be here I'm I was very excited good good and I'm excited to have you that you're my first Anne yay (laughs) awesome (laughs) I think having an open mind in dietetics is very, very, very important. We cannot settle in on what we think a dietitian should be doing, but to be open to what there is out there. And if it isn't out there, we need to create it. I enjoy how Anne finds joy in many different things in her life, and I know she will continue to have an open mind wherever dietetics takes her. My website, AnnaElizabethRD.com, is where you can read my latest Embrace the Hell Yeah blog post, as well as all my previous podcast show notes and, and links to things we talked about during all my conversations with these great nutrition experts. My book is also available for purchase on my website, and I hope we can connect more on social media by finding me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at AnnaElizabethRD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and start a conversation that truly matters.